Hi, I'm Marlo, founder of Marlo's Bake Shop. And I'm Kellen, founder of Kellen's Kitchen. And together we are sweet and salty. What's up? We're live from my kitchen. Again. Again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so nice to be back. I know, right? So I'm Marlo. I'm Kellen. And uh, this is the Sweet and Salty Podcast. Live. Live, where we generally take an ingredient or a flavor, um, and Kellen uses his extensive culinary background to put it into a savory application. And Marlo uses her extensive culinary background to put it into <laughs> sweet application. Exactly. Um, but today was a little bit different because we actually have beer. I mean, cheers. <laughs> Marlo, what are we talking about today? Butter. I mean, what a... It's the top subject. of the food chain. It is. Like, it, is a t it is dairy, and it's delicious. It definitely makes a lot of things better, if not everything. I would agree. Um, I love butter as a trained pastry chef. It uh, shows up pretty frequently in most of the recipes that we made in pastry school, and rightly so. It's, it's like the foundation of French cooking. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, it's the secret to a lot of dishes. It is. It's like, if you're like ever eating something, you're like, God, this is so good. What did they do? They used butter. Odds are they used a lot they of butter. butter. Um, there's actually one of my favorite uh, tomato sauce recipes is a Marcello Hazan recipe. And you wouldn't think like tomato sauce for pasta, like spaghetti, it's mm -hmm. an Italian dish, right. right? Like why would butter be there? Right. It's like a can of, you know, a 28 ounce can of tomatoes, a stick of butter and an onion. And you like cook the hell out of that for an hour. Oh, it sounds good. And it's amazing. Let's do it. Yes, um, we're so not going to do that. No, but, we're, we're going to get some things going right now. Yeah, so what we're going to do today is, um, the theme of the episode is brown butter. Yes. And so we're going to use brown butter in a savory application, in a sweet application. Um, so we want to talk a little bit about what brown butter is. But first, we want to start making the brown butter, because it does take a couple minutes to make. But it is it is still really easy. We have a induction burner. It's, I would say this is about medium heat on your uh, gas stove or electric stove. Um, We'll just start with unsalted butter. Yes. Yeah. And the nice thing about using unsalted butter um, for I'm brown butter is that you can add the amount of salt that you want uh, to the recipe versus when you start with the butter. Something's Sorry, done. pork chops are done. Pork chops are done. So butter that is brown is also known as bernoisette in French, um, and that is hazelnut butter because that is sort of the color and the aroma that you will get when the milk solids start to brown. And you really just want to like watch it. Right, yeah, I think we'll turn this down actually a little bit. I would think that'd be wise. Um, because like cooking, you know, garlic even on a high heat, like it goes from perfect to burnt really, really quickly. And it's also like toasting nuts too, you gotta, yeah, you gotta watch it. you do, because once it's burnt, it's really not salvageable. No. You kind of need to. So you know, right now, what do we got going on? We got the butter's pretty much almost all the way melted, but you can if you can start to see it starts to clarify. And I think another thing about butter is your clarified butter, and that's just when you heat butter up, your milk solids are going to go to the bottom, bottom and right. then the delicious fat goes on top. So whenever you see clarified butter or ghee, yep, that is just <coughs> butter without the milk solids. Exactly, the milk solids are a little heavier, so they're going to sink to the bottom. Um, they're going to brown up here. And as you mentioned, ghee, clarified butter, um, that's what makes India actually one of the largest uh, consumers of butter in the country. Yeah, it makes sense. You mean the world? In the world. <laughs> that too. And I, you know what was so fascinating to me was uh, the United States was right behind that, and then France was in third, 
obviously. But if you think about the size of those countries, right? Like France right. as compared to the U.S. as compared to India, like France is so much smaller. True. Um, but on a per capita basis, the French eat about 17 pounds of butter a year per capita. So per head. Yeah, that's no, wild. That's life goals. I know. So, so we're pretty much yeah, we're, we're pretty there. Much there. I mean, as you can see, it's getting really frothy. Um, if you were in here, you'd smell the nuttiness of the toasted milk fat. That's gross. I'm going to take yeah. us up to the uh, screen here. So you can guys see. Yeah. Oh, it smells so good. What do you think about that? I mean, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So tilt this around. We're going to get those milk solids at the bottom. But again, like just nice and a light hazelnut color. Um, you could take it a little bit further and a little darker, but that is is for noir. It's a different it's a different product. Yeah, I mean, it's getting there right so, now. So yeah, this is pretty pretty nutty. It is, and so butter is um, you know originally butter before cows were domesticated. Butter was often made from goat milk or sheep's milk, um, and you churn it by well. You could turn it by a different way. You turn it in a jar. Did you ever do that? Uh, Not we shook it. In a jar. Yeah, yeah. You shake it. Yeah, exactly. Until it makes butter. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, and if you over whipped cream, you're kind of making butter. That's true. Exactly. You are very much so almost making butter. Yeah. And like you could do yak butter. Oh, um, anything that makes milk. Every, yeah, except, so do you know what hyena butter is? Oh, I'm afraid to ask. It, I, yeah, I forget the exact terminology, but no, no, no. It's like... <laughs> It's some sort of secretion from hyenas. Okay, that's enough. Um, Moving on. Anyway, you don't want to eat hyena butter, but you do want to eat this butter. So, so we're going to let this cool, and yeah. then I'm going to take you guys through um, a little bit of pork chop recipe. I'm so yeah, excited. I love pork chops. I'll move. So yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, how you have used brown butter in the past in the kitchen, um, you know, outside from what we're going to do today with this pork chop. So, sorry, we're totally food networking the shit out of this. Um, brown butter, uh, I would say you're most likely to see savory recipes as in brown butter, uh, brown butter and sage. Um, it goes very well in Italian dishes. You see it over ravioli, raviolo, like very fresh pasta, yeah. maybe just some fresh truffles. Like it's a very simple, but very complex, uh, sauce. You yeah. Know, it adds a lot of nuttiness. It adds the fatness. It adds the salt. Yeah, exactly. So today we're actually going to do some pork chops with, um, a brown butter sauce with uh, caramelized onions and green apples. I'm excited. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, did and you know? Screw it. Just add more. When in doubt, add another tablespoon, or in Kellen's case, add another four tablespoons. Half stick. Yeah. So a stick of butter is eight tablespoons. This particular shape is called the Western shape. Okay. So this is west of the Rockies. This is the Western shape of butter. East of the Rockies, you'll find the Elgin shape of butter, which was named after Elgin, Illinois, and it's that's that a, longer stick. Yes, okay. that's a city. Um, oh, interesting. The so this East, is Western. And, this okay. is, and then the Elgin is the six. I grew up with the Elgin um, when mm. I moved here. It blew my mind. They were different. I don't necessarily have a preference, though, at the end of the day. Although I do think they melt more quickly in well, the Elgin more shape. Surface area. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's thinner. Um, and so what do you use butter for? I mean, I mean I, that's, a, that's a trick question because you use butter and everything, but like... I do. Where is, the, where, where is butter most prominently seen in Marlowe's home kitchen and then also Marlowe's bake shop? Okay, so I'll answer that in two parts because it's Please a two-part question. Um, so the first in my home kitchen, uh, right Just now... Just some sliced onions here to this butter. Yeah. And I tell you, it's going to smell so 
good in about 30 seconds. The smell of onions cooking in butter is probably smell. one of the most like the smell. visceral smells that brings me back to my adolescence. Just like my mom cooking dinner, like walking into the house, salty. smelling yeah. that, and being like, oh. You can smell this down the block. Like someone's caring for you. Our neighbors are going to be pissed right now. I know. (laughs) They're going to be knocking on the door. Um, So in my kitchen, butter is primarily right now used for like me making cookies because I love to bake cookies. Um, But it's also in my daughter's food. She's 10 months old and um, we're trying to fat her up a little bit. Yeah. So she loves it. She loves olive oil, but I think she definitely prefers butter and a little bit of pureed apples with some cinnamon. It's basically pie filling. <laughs> so that's what she's subsisting on. Weird. Um, at Marlowe's Bake Shop, up. we don't actually have butter in any of our products. Oh. And that is um, because my grandmother's recipe for our soft baked biscotti was oil-based, um, which a lot of traditional kosher baking recipes are. Right, you separate it, milk and... Right, so um, I didn't monkey with the recipe, and so all of our soft baked biscotti used oils, and then we came out with our new heirloom cookie line um, we decided that using oils was a really nice thing because it allowed all the other flavors to shine through. So you're not getting a butter bomb in your mouth, though I do enjoy a butter, butter bomb, bomb occasionally. Um, and We're oils are really heart healthy. Right. Yes, we are going to make a little bit of a, a butter bomb. And so, um, well, so right now, just to give you the steps that we're doing here. I'm just kind of caramelizing, softening these um, thin sliced onions and butter. We're going to add some Granny Smith apples for that tart and sweetness. And when you cook mm-hmm. those. It actually goes out really well with pork. With pork, it's really nice to have something sweet, and then that butter is going to add all that great fat back into the very lean protein. Um, and we'll finish that off in a minute, but just to give you what I'm doing while you're talking, yep. which is normal. Normal. And the brown butter, we're just leaving it on the side to cool a little bit. Um, if you do end up adding it to a recipe where you have beaten eggs or anything like that, you do want to let it cool um, so it doesn't curdle your eggs or kind of cook your eggs and give you scrambled eggs. Um, although you, you could always temper them, but it is a nice way to then be able to incorporate the butter into the dish you're making and not have it burn you right. or burn any of your ingredients. Totally. Um, and with brown butter, just like regular butter, you can make a big old bunch of brown butter, like several pounds and then put it into, a you know, a, like a Tupperware, put it back in the fridge and then you have brown butter whenever you want it. It's amazing. And you literally could just swap it in for regular butter in any recipe. Sweet and savory, it's going to really just kind of, like Helen said, add a layer of complexity, a layer of depth of flavor to your dish. Um, I'm going to show you guys the color of this. Just make you happy. I mean, that took us, what, like two minutes? Yeah. There's that nice nutty color. Yeah, that's that noisette, the hazelnut Sorry, color. what? Noisette. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do on the sweet side, I think we might need some brown seed on tomorrow. Anyway, we'll, we'll make it work. So, so did you put some in there already or yeah. no? Not yet. Yeah. Okay. So we are going to, that'd be great. We're going to make a tart crust today. Like this is the easiest way, in my opinion, to make a tart crust. If you have any fear of dough, which I I think a lot of people do because dough can be challenging to work with, um, depending upon the weather and your flour moisture. And I mean, there's a lot of things that, a lot of variables that can make dough a challenge. But um, this type of crust is super, super simple. Uh, You can use any cookie that you like that's on the drier side. So... Graham crackers. Graham crackers. Um, those like Marlo's famous wafers. Marlowe's Hot Baked Biscotti. We do a lot of that um, on our website. Famous wafers you don't want to name? This, they're all famous. It's the brand. Oh. Not, <laughs> not Nella wafers? Or Nella wafers. Oh, okay. Those would be good too. Animal crackers? Yeah, animal. Why not? See? Um, but today what we're going to do is use um, one of our heirloom cookies at Marlowe's Bake Shop. This is our uh, tahini tea heirloom. cookie. 
Yes, because it's a family heirloom of Danielle's family and her story and um, this being her grandmother's recipe, Moroccan and Israeli roots, is all in the packaging, so you can check that out. It's a really cool story, um, and it's a beautiful cookie. And so we're going to use the tahini tea cookies today to make a crust. And so you just... Um, what have we done there? What have we done there? We just smashed them up. I smashed them up. If you have um, a food processor, story. if you have a food processor, you could do that too. It would probably be finer um, and more consistently ground, but it is also a really great way to like de-stress. We just like go at a... Just bang out, bang out some cookies. Exactly. And we used it. about seven ounces here, so this is like a package and a half of cookies. Um, I'm not going to add any sugar to this, but you certainly could if you wanted your crust to be on the sweeter side. None of our cookies at Marlowe's Bake Shop have too much sugar because we like to just have, you know, a balanced cookie that's not going to blow out your palate with sugar as well. So I'm going to, can almost, I use this? Yeah, we're almost there. Okay. You want more. I'm going to, I'm going to take a little more. Yeah. So I think what would be the right amount for seven ounces of cookies is about a stick of butter or about eight tablespoons. Where's your stick of butter? Perfect. Which is four ounces. It's hot though. That's okay. I think we're all right using a little hot butter. So I think this is about a half stick. Yeah. Sizzle? So, oh no, yeah. Sizzle. No sizzle, but still good. Um, and I'm just using a spatula to combine it. And you want it to be wet enough that it will really kind of get into the grooves of your tart pan, but not not like soupy. Right? So it's like almost like a it's it's like wet sand right now. Exactly. You know, like wave comes over and you yeah. play with that sand. Yes. Right. You could probably not make like um, a drip castle with it. It's not that <laughs> wet, but it's it's still kind of wet. Drip castle. I know. So if you guys can see this texture here, it smells incredible. That's the onions um, and the butter. Yeah, so I'm going to take our tart pan. You don't have to pre-grease pre it or anything because you've got enough fat in the crumbs here. And we're going to hand press it in. So again, you're not rolling any dough out. You're not like this putting flour simple. down. It's so simple. And it's going to be delicious. And the tart that I would put on top of this, um, I'm actually going to make it later. Um, it's going to be a, a mustard. I'm going to give you push all I'm getting is I have to like bake and all this stuff here, and it's just not Every visible. time. So I'm going to make a fig mascarpone tart later. Oh, damn, girl. Yeah, with this tahini brown butter crust. Cool, we'll be over for dessert. I, I was going to say, you can come over for dessert. Done. So I'm just pressing it into an even layer in the tart pan. Um, I know you can't see this right now, but I will oh, definitely you show you, you more detail. And it's okay if you have some lumps. That's life. Life's lumpy, you know? Don't be so hard on yourself. Allow your life to have some lumps. And I'm just pressing it into the corners. Again, don't neglect the corners, especially because we're using this square tart pan. But like whatever you have. If you don't have a tart pan and all you have is like an 8x8 brownie pan, use that. This has a removable bottom so that when it does bake, we can remove the bottom and serve it. Um, it should be fancy, is what she's saying. I, you know, I try a little. All right, so this is nice and evenly distributed in here. I'm just going to bake this off for about 10 minutes okay. in a 350 degree oven. And what that'll do is actually draw some of that moisture out of the butter, kind of yeah, suck everything it's together. Yeah, it's a little wet right there. Yeah, it's a little wet, wet exactly. Sand. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not drip castle sand, but it is wet. <laughs> um, and that way we have a nice cohesive crust. And so if you found a tart recipe that you want to make that is no bake, like you could do that too. Um, and your crust will not have any raw ingredients that would endanger you or your family, because that would be yeah. so sad. So this is our crust. It's pretty. And, you know, I probably would even have done 
a few more ounces of cookies just so we can really work the crumbs up to the side. But I really like where we are, we're at now. I kind of like thin crust. Yeah, I do too. Sorry, Chicago. <laughs> I, I like a thick crust too. It depends on the day, you know? So how are your onions coming along? It's and good, your, it's your good. Apples. This is great. The onions are translucent, the apples are already get soft, we got some moisture coming out, that butter, that fat's kind of working everything in here. Do you always like using Granny Smith or would you use another yeah, apple no, here? No, Granny Smith okay. all the way on pork. Okay. Um, we use, um, anything that has kind of a sour note will be good because it'll cook out, like plums oh. or peaches, yeah. apricots. Yeah. So that little bit of tartness will, will go okay. a long way. Um, and all the really sweet apples will get a little bit too mealy. Okay. I could see that. And this is a really nice fall dish as well because we're yeah, in apple right season there, right now. Exactly. I know we were going to do gazpacho, but the weather changed. <laughs> the weather did change. Okay. I think our schedules changed, probably. We had intentions That's of doing, true. like, sweet and savory gazpacho um, in the summer. And then we got busy. We got busy. So we're doing this. But I think you guys will really like this. I would love, like, a pork chop like this. Um, like, I know this is probably sacrilegious, but, like, as a Thanksgiving dish. Yeah, I mean, I'm all about non-traditional Thanksgiving. Yeah. I do like, love me Thanksgiving. If but. you wanted to swap out the turkey in lieu of something really special. You know, we did a pork loin one year for Thanksgiving. It went over really this well. would be great with a pork exactly. loin. This is good all around. Like I said, it's a good seasonal dish. You can literally, onions and apples on top of chicken, on top of pork. Yeah. Maybe not steak, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. All right, so we're going to take this off for okay. now. Okay. Um, easily let this go another 10 minutes, but in the interest of time and um, boredom, we will start over again. I don't want you guys to get bored. Um, Moving back to the savory side, yep. um, I'm just going to take not a full thing of butter, even though it was really hard for me not to take that whole thing. Um, and we're going to start with this brown butter. And right now I'm going to make a brown butter and save sauce. The key with this is to not overdo anything. You don't want to overcook the butter. You don't want to overcook the sage. Again, it's very simple, but it definitely is temperamental. Um, That's a fresh sage, sage. Fresh like sage from the garden. Your garden? Uh, mom's garden. Thanks, Mom. So what we're going to do is, uh, once this butter gets almost melted, mm -hmm. not all the way, okay. then we're going to put in our sage leaves. And these are going to start to curl up and become brown, and that's kind of like that. It's ready. Yeah. And these will get nice and crispy, too. When you put it over the pasta or put it over the pork, you'll hit that really nice, crispy, savory note of yeah. sage. I think there's so much about cooking that is, like, visual cues like totally. that. And, 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 like, aural cues and... and nasal cues. <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking for there. But yeah, like, you know, it's not that we can necessarily say this will take two minutes and 30 seconds and, and it's finished. Like, you really just have to watch you'll it. Know. And you'll, you'll know. You'll know. When it you'll smells know. awesome, like, I okay, mean, right now the sage done. went from pale green sage color yeah. to now we're going to almost get really nice light, it's really beautiful. nice Kelly green. Mm. And then this is going to go and get nice and brown and curl up So you wouldn't, fast. would you, you wouldn't chop your sage for this then? Oh, I like it whole. You do? I like it whole. Then you can see it, and you, it'll break up the minute it gets brown. It oh, gets it does? Cooked. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So there's no... So, and right now you can see don't, the sage is already curling it. up. Mm -hmm. And what Kellen's doing with this... Um, I'm scraping this into the Yeah. Pan. Just making sure you get all that good good. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice and bubbled. The butter is just about brown, and the sage is also just about to be there. You're going to get these... It's curled up, and it, the edges are starting to get a little brown, and it starts to get a little bit more durable, like a, a crunchy, fall leaf. When it's limp, it's not done. No. 
Yeah, I mean, butter's, it needs to be a little crisper. butter's brown, sage is already kind of nice and hard and brown. Yeah. Yeah, this is pretty much nearly And there. then do you remove the sage? Do you no, remove no, it no, from, no, or no, you serve it with it? We're going to turn this heat off. And let it cool like yeah. that? You mind grabbing me the pork chops? Of course. So, Helen seared off these pork chops in a cast iron skillet. No, I was going to do it for you guys, but you know, we decided not to. We can do this. Okay, really? On the plastic? Okay. That's fine. All right. You said so. <laughs> These look great. Can I hand you back this too? Yeah. Mm. What so did you, uh, sage. what seasoning did you put on top of the pork Just a little bit of salt and paprika. Oh. So here's, I'm going to show you guys a sage leaf now. It's totally curled up. Yep. I mean, it's still a little hot, so it won't crunch as much, but it'll just... I mean, it, you can hear it. Like I can hear it. It's audible. Out. Audible. That was the word I was going for. Not yeah. nasal. No, audible's your ear. So this is all. Oh. This all just broke up, just like that. And it's like fried now, it's essentially. Fried. Basically fried sage. Instead of having to chop it first, you just wait until yeah. it does the work for you, basically. So, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna add our apple and onion mixture. Okay. Make like a little bed. Make a little bed. Great. I love this. Are you gonna slice it? Oh yeah. Oh wow. <sighs> Nicely done. This looks great. And the reason why, why we're gonna slice this is because we're gonna make sure all of the butter gets all the Oh, that's a very smart idea. And in terms of um, a beverage, what would you pair this with? Um probably go something in the Pinot or Zin range. Really? Yeah. Beer oh. works too. Okay. So I'm just gonna break up the sage. So it looks nice and pretty. Uh-huh. It looks yeah. very pretty. It's got this really nice kind of like rustic, um, rustic ball. Let's move this. Look and feel. This. Put that right there. Mm -hmm. I'll just move this out. All right. Not the greatest plating. No, fine. it's beautiful. But here's our brown butter and sage. You can kind of. Beautiful. Pork is like perfectly cooked. You can tell it has a bunch of moisture in it, and so the. And there's that crunch. Yeah, you can you can hear it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that looks really good. So, brown butter, very easy. Brown butter and sage, just as easy. Good flavor accents. Yes. Right on pork. And uh, tahini tea cookie and brown butter turkey crust, mm -hmm. which is baking off right now. Right. But which you could add anything to. Oh, I like that. I'm gonna steal that. You should. I, can I might it. steal that whole pan too. <laughs> I love a square tart pan, right? Anyway, thank you for joining us today. I mean, I think you get to taste it because. Oh yeah, we had to eat. On it camera. would be like yeah, so like, it would not be a cooking show if we didn't make sports. everyone so jealous because we're eating. It's a knife if you need thank it. Thank you. This looks I'm so excited. Fuck it, who's mine? Are you okay? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the proper uh, host. Does Padma? Mm. Use your hands? I don't think so. Tell you, butter, pork. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. The apples soften up so much that they almost taste like sweet pasta ribbons. That's the idea. You want to cook off all that excess water, mm -hmm. cook off the tartness, add the sugar. Good to go. Wash that is down great. with beer. Cheers. 
Well, thanks for joining. Thanks, guys. I uh, hope you learned a little bit about butter and how to brown it. And let's see, social media. Oh, yeah. So it would be great if you left us a review on iTunes, the Sweet and Salty Podcast. Um, share the podcast with your friends. We're going to have this up for, I believe, it. as long as uh, Instagram lets us have it up for. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the recording will be on our website, sweetandsaltypodcast.com. And you can find our respective, put these down, <laughs> our respective uh, social media profiles, Kellen's Kitchen. And Marlowe's Bake Shop. Yeah. And uh, we are so happy that you spent a little time with us today. Yeah. So really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next time.